Hey there, my name is Ian Forrest-Jones and I am the pastor for Norellan Community Congregational Church located in Norellan, a southwest suburb of Sydney, Australia. We want to encourage and equip your friendship with Jesus wherever you are and however we can. This Deeper Dive podcast is for those who want to dive deeper into the biblical texts and issues raised as I research and prepare my sermons. To get the most out of this podcast, therefore, you really should listen to or watch the sermon first. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, I would certainly appreciate hearing from you. You can leave a comment on the show notes page for this episode or contact me using the contact form found on our website at www.norellenkong.org.au. On Sunday, the 12th of March, 2023, I delivered a sermon titled Blessed Are the Merciful, which was the fifth part of a sermon series on the Beatitudes found in Matthew chapter 5. Now, in that sermon, I noted how mercy is often in short supply in our fallen and sinful world, which is why the merciful stand out, shining like stars in the world. The friends of Jesus have received mercy from the Lord, so now exercise mercy toward our brothers and sisters by faith and to our neighbors. A repeated theme of this sermon series is that readers of the Bible, whether the friends of Jesus or its detractors, more often than not merely skim-read the Beatitudes and read into those passages what we want to find there. This process is called eisegesis, as compared to exegesis, which reads out of the Bible. To put the difference another way, We can read the Bible to confirm what we already believe, or we can let the Bible inform us of new ways of understanding the human condition and Jesus' great work for our salvation. When we skim over the Beatitudes or read into the Bible what we already believe, we miss what Jesus actually meant in his teaching and miss being transformed by the renewing of our minds to quote Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12. To dive deeply into the Bible is to find great treasures within its pages and within the message the Holy Spirit speaks to us as we read. I would like to give you today another example of how a sloppy reading of the Bible distorts its message. I am going to explain that danger with two illustrations. The danger I want to explain is that of misusing biblical metaphors. Now, we all know Jesus taught in parables. A parable is a short moral story that is often expressed with imagery and metaphor. Jesus used stories to engage his immediate audience and used metaphors that would guide them to moral and spiritual truths. He could have just told people directly, that is so, or this is the way, but he preferred telling stories because he knew they better opened people to the work of the Holy Spirit, who would guide them into all truth. I am quoting John chapter 16, verse 13. Some of those parables are not as immediately relevant to a contemporary audience, who have a different social and historical context. So we need to put a little more work into understanding the meaning behind the metaphors. Other biblical writers also used metaphors to make their points, 
contemporary readers like ourselves need to take great care that we read out of those metaphors what the writers intended rather than read into those metaphors what we want to hear. The first illustration of this danger is taken from an article published on the Gospel Coalition website about two weeks ago. It was written by Pastor Joshua Ryan Butler to introduce and promote a book he has written, which is about to be released to the public. In that article, Butler expanded on a metaphor used by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Ephesians. In verse 32 of chapter 5, Paul described marriage as a great mystery. It is a union, both social and physical after all, which is kind of hard to comprehend. From this metaphor, the apostle drew out practical lessons of self-sacrifice for wives in verses 21 to 24 and 33, and the same lesson for husbands in verses 21, 25, 28 to 29, and 33. Woven throughout these teachings on marriage are beautiful statements about Christ and the church. It seems that Butler then took this metaphor even farther than the apostle intended. Apparently, he then derived from this metaphor applications to the sexual relationship between a married man and woman, like that a woman making herself available for sex with her husband is an act of worship toward Jesus. Now, admittedly, I have not read the article because it is now no longer anywhere to be found. The outcry to this article was so comprehensive and resounding, that bastion of conservative reformed evangelical Christianity, known as the Gospel Coalition, was forced to concede the author had misused the biblical metaphor of marriage and they had made a mistake in promoting the book. Paul's use of the metaphor of marriage does not really have any bearing on the act of sex. And to associate that act with Christ and his church is just icky and a step too far. Another, less cringeworthy illustration can be found in Jesus' own use of the metaphor of a thief staking out a victim in the middle of the night. In the Gospel of Matthew, we read, Now concerning that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, except the Father alone. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. This is why you are also to be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Matthew chapter 24, verses 43 to 44. With this parable, Jesus compared the future coming of the day of the Lord to a thief coming unexpectedly in the night. The only way that day is like a thief is that it comes unexpectedly. As you prepare and protect your family and household belongings from thieves, be ready for the day of the Lord with the same care and concern. Be assured the friends of Jesus will not lose anything in the coming of the day of the Lord. We have nothing to fear, yet we are to be ready for it. For those who are not friends of Jesus, it will be a different story, I am sad to say. Jesus was here using a negative image for its shock value. 
do not misuse the metaphor by reading anything else into it. Those who read the Bible to confirm beliefs they already hold or who skim read the Bible are not open to being guided into truth by the Holy Spirit. As a result, they are in danger of misinterpreting the Bible's message. If they then teach Christian faith and lifestyle to others, they are in danger of misusing its metaphors and teaching falsehoods. And from the Bible we know, not many should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. That's found in James chapter 3, verse 1. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this deeper dive helpful. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, then you can leave a comment on the show notes page or contact me using the form on our website at www.norellenkong.org.au. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you and fulfill in you the free, full, and forever life promised by Jesus to his friends.